Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Austin is a horrible trap for degradation. Mm. Uh, you know, so I, I'm, I, we're probably going to see great things in Nico Hulkenberg and qualifying again. We've been seeing it all year. And even down to the fact that if you want to do it the way Lewis did it and be a karting professional first and then go from karting and push through, they're all going to start doing it. Valtteri Bottas. Correct. That is a Correct. made. Valtteri Bottas yeah. doesn't mind being a number two driver. Yeah. Our favourite quote, or your favourite quote mm. that you've told me a few times this season, he never missed out on Q3 in the Mercedes. Yeah. That's all he needs to do in yeah. that Red Bull. Exactly. He's back up. He's the easy. dream yeah. number player, two to Max easy. Verstappen. Hello and welcome back to the On Track GP podcast, where we're in a mid-week episode, meaning that we don't have a race just happen or a race imminently about to happen. But fortunately, I am joined by two wonderful people, Richard Bradley and Jamie Chambers. How are you, Richard? Cold. <laughs> we just said we weren't going to mention how cold it is in here. Richard's first word is it's cold. Jamie, how are you? I'm awesome. I'm just happy to be here. Tell me a little bit about what are the difficulties the drivers might face when we go to Texas? You're car's never really perfect there because you have to compromise it for such different characteristics um it's also one of those circuits where again like silverstone suzuka the corners lead into one into another so if you make a mistake at the beginning of the sections it then lasts throughout the whole thing so mistakes get really punished there the other interesting thing is um austin has extreme uh, weather seasons you know it gets really cold in winter get often gets snowed under and then in the summer you get brutal texas heat and so the surface uh, generates a lot of bumps and every year that we go there there's always an issue with the bumps especially down the back mm. straight and braking for i think it's turn 11 mm. um and so to be honest we'll see after first practice how bad the bumps are this year but it, that can cause a lot of issues and yeah. given that it's a sprint weekend as well mm. drivers are not gonna have a lot of time to bed into that and yeah, exactly. Very, very short learning curve, especially if you're any of the drivers that have not seen this track before. Exactly. And that and that's also the other thing. Austin, because especially that first sector, it's so open. It's very, very hard to actually get visual references there because you haven't, you know, it's just tarmac and painted tarmac through the S's. So it does take a long time to learn. I remember when I was first getting in the in the car there, we've got three drivers and I was going in second. And I'd done the track walk and everything. I'd done the sim and everything like that. But because it all looks so similar, I was waiting for the car to arrive in the box. And I was just going, hang on a sec. It's that first sector with the S's. It goes left, right, left, right, 
Right, what? Yeah. <laughs> just, or does it stop? <laughs> right, and then <laughs> Good luck! <laughs> then on the, out, on the out, yeah, on the out lap, you're like, oh, okay, now and I once remember. Once you're off that racing line once, that's it for the rest of that lap? That's it, you're completely wow. screwed. It's, 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 it's intense, but honestly, from a fan's perspective, one of the best races out there. Uh, from a diet perspective, complete disaster. <laughs> Some of the best brisket in the world, I tell you. Um, as long that. as you're not doing weigh-ins before. <laughs> exactly. And a treat for the eyes seeing Daniel Ricciardo ride in on a horse or something else <laughs> something this year. Similar, yeah. And Stetson, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we do have some late upgrades coming as well. Uh, Haas have said that they're going to bring um, some very late upgrades this late in the season, and they're also going to be running some special race suits. Do you think that's going to do anything to Haas's season? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do any sort of like Haas beat in here. Yeah. But Haas's season has been run for quite a while now. Um, yeah. Lap I mean, four of Bahrain, I think, yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. <laughs> <laughs> but in in terms of, I mean, they've, they've got a good driver set up. They, the car... Then it lasts to the end of a Grand Prix is pretty much all you can say. The tyres um, don't, but the car the does. The tyres don't. But, um, no, that, that that's a negligible thing to talk about. I think we're going to be talking about it because they are an American team. Really, that's probably the biggest part of it, and soon to be not the only American team. But that's that's pretty much all we can say about Haas yeah. at this point. But the other thing, as well as you picked up on it there. Austin is a horrible trap for degradation. Yes. Uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm we're probably going to see great things to Nico Hulkenberg and qualifying again. We've been seeing it all year. Every every time Hulk seems to pull something out. Exactly, of the and but then unfortunately by about lap five, I think yeah, it's going to be same old. Sixteenth, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, one to whatever number he qualified in. <laughs> one other thing that's sort of been doing the rounds a little bit this week is uh, the FIA are looking to speak to Lewis Hamilton again after his collision with George because he was then seen walking on the track. Now, the the implications of that being they're saying that that might have an impact on younger drivers yes. because if Lewis Hamilton walks on the track after a crash, well, then so can I. Thoughts on that, Jamie? One of the biggest things with Formula One, and uh, we, we sort of touched on it when we were talking last week, we don't talk about Formula One drivers in, in the way that we talk about for, uh, like footballers and rugby players. We talk about them as a personality that is integral to the team and the car. Lewis, more so than most, is very much in the public eye. He has a very like sort of outspoken opinion on a lot of things, and he has a huge following. As soon as Lewis does something like that, because we don't say, oh, Hamilton got out of the car and walked away. Lewis got out of the car. Like Lewis walked across the track. It's hugely influential, and when a driver shirks rules like that, because it's all fun and games when it's a raccoon on the, on the driver or a, a, a Komodo dragon yeah. on the racetrack. <laughs> That's fine. But a race driver doing that, it's a huge no-no and it's setting a dangerous precedent, I think. Yeah, the picture didn't look good, did it, Richard? No, it's it's, it's true. And, you know, I feel for Lewis because I've been in that position before and you, you're, you're completely wired, full of adrenaline. And the only thing you want to do at that point is get back to uh, get back to your garage, your transport and just sit down in a corner alone. And you're completely wired. So that's the only thing you're thinking about at that time. And, um, you know, but I, I also... I also don't like the way that the FIA have gone about it because they, you, you say you're quite right that, you know, Lewis is an entity and someone we look up to and always, you know, he's an icon. Um, but for any other driver, we, we look at drivers as just another helmet. We don't care whether it's Verstappen, Max or someone down the road. It's a helmet. And you've seen plenty of examples of drivers walking across the circuit in the past and nothing's been said or done about it. Yeah. I think a prime example was when Max and Lewis actually crashed at uh, Monza turn one of the chicane. Max walked across the track. There was apparently, I haven't seen this, but if it's true, there was an example of Sargent doing it at Suzuka. Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't see it myself, no. but I read about it. Now, 
I feel that it's almost like they've picked on this particular example um, because it is Lewis and they want to make a stand. I, th I feel like if they had worded it that there's a continuing trend of this happening and we need to address it. I think that's actually fair enough. So by singling him out, you it's actually become, becoming more of a it, negative stigma than it, it needs it's to be. Become, it becomes a sort of, you know, we the one thing we always complain about with the officials and the FIA is inconsistencies and this isn't doing anything Prime to help that. No, you're right. I mean, it is a huge safety thing, and it is something that it, wherever you've gone off, you leave at that point, and that yeah. should be like, the end of the discussion. You are a highly skilled professional. You're making a conscious decision to do the opposite. So from that side of things, especially when you've got young drivers that are coming into the sport, and even down to the fact that if you want to do it the way Lewis did it and be a karting professional first and then go from karting and push through – they're all going to start doing it. Because it's actually more dangerous to do it in karting than it would be in Formula 1. Because at least Formula 1, okay, the oddity is that, you know, there might be a car stalled on the grid or, or go in the pit lane that you don't know about. But in a normal situation, at least Formula 1, you've got probably one and a half to two minutes before the cars yes. come around. I mean, there are some kart tracks in the UK where it's a 30-second lap. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, the field comes around. 20 cars or yeah. 20 carts. Exactly. Yeah. And the field comes around pretty quick. And a lot of kart circuits are blind. So it's actually more dangerous in karting. So if the FIA came out and said, okay, this is a precedent we want to try and stop, I'm all for it. But I think the way they've singled out that incident without referring to others is, again, yeah. it just goes against the consistency. I, I think that that is sort of a recurring issue with Lewis Hamilton and Formula One in general. Um, and there are a plethora of times where it's either Lewis is outspoken about something or Lewis has done something. And more times than not, it's cast in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And you're right, it should have been stuff about Sargent. It should have been... It should have just been a general yes, thing. We've seen a trend been. of drivers doing this and we want to address it. And I think if they the weren't like it hit, that... You get Lewis Hamilton and it hits the headlines. Yes. Yes. Logan oh, yeah. Sargent does not break the headlines no. and make the splash that they want. So that's why they single out Lewis. Yeah, there, there, there's some clickbait to it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the other world of motorsport, leaving F1, uh, the news that kind of we saw a little bit this week was Jensen Button back in a car mm. uh, racing for JDC Miller Motorsport in the Porsche 963, lovely, at the Petit Le Mans, which is petite compared to the normal Le Mans, but it is still a 10-hour race. Yes. So it is it's a quite, quite a way. Tell me a little bit about this, right? Yeah, it's a race. I did it in 2016, and that race is completely bonkers. It's completely insane. There's like 54 uh, cars on a one-minute 10 lap, and it's a massively high-speed circuit it's with madness. no runoff. And you race into the dark. Um, the weather at that time of year is also a bit sketchy. Uh, I remember this circuit is completely bonkers. I had one one really annoying incident. Right, um, I was I I was supposed to fly. Uh, I was supposed to fly on the Wednesday, and practice was on Friday. Anyway, I hadn't received my flight ticket from the team, so I kept messaging them saying, "Where's my ticket? Where's my ticket? Where's my ticket?" And I eventually got the ticket, but they booked it for the wrong day. And oh. So I, I arrived. Uh, I arrived at the circuit at one a.m. The, uh, the day before first practice. And first practice was at 8 o'clock. So I didn't get time oh, to do a God. track walk or anything like wow. that. And we didn't have simulators in these days. Yeah. So, or good simulators. So I, we came out and I was on my outlap. And uh, we came up to the last corner after the chicane. And it's so blind, you're just seeing sky. And I had a car in front of me pulled to the right. And I knew that was where the pit entrance is. So I thought to myself, oh, okay, he's going into the pits. I wasn't going into the pits. So I just went straight. Well, it turned out that the apex for the corner is actually under the bridge. <laughs> and so oh, I ended up going straight on. Unfortunately, that's where the old pits was. So I had to go down the old pit lane. 
Unfortunately, radio is not broadcast in practice because there was a lot of very angry words going on. <laughs> but that just shows you how crazy this track is. Yeah. It's that blind that if you didn't turn before that bridge, you weren't going to make that corner. Um, so for Jensen to do that, and he said it himself on his Instagram, I saw it's the craziest race he's ever done. Uh, I think he ended up P5, which to yeah. be honest, even finishing Petit is a, is a success in itself. Um, and if you go and have a look at some of the crashes that hope happened over the weekend, um, but it's nice to see Jensen's doing, you know, obviously uh, he's done the Goodwood race, which we spoke about, yeah. um, you know, he, he's coming to sports cars. He's enjoying his racing again. It's really yeah. good to see that. I like him a lot. I think he comes across like a really, yeah, really good guy. He looks like somebody who just loves motorsport. Yeah. He's like, he's a junkie for racing and, and I'm all for that. It also keeps pundits like relevant mm. if they're back in the car. I think it's very easy yeah. to sort of like step away and just be that critique and that, that sort of pundit voice but to actually get back in the car especially when you're doing a race like that oh and that's and there's some serious i mean you know there's serious serious drivers in there plenty of xf1 drivers plenty of le mans winners plenty mm. of world endurance champions north american champions it's a seriously seriously yeah. high level and uh, you know uh, just to show the level there's actually one team in the category that jensen was racing in uh, which has got a collaboration with andretti autosport which is obviously going to be the new team that's trying to come into formula one mm. yeah i mean interesting that, that's that's quite huge in itself because when you've got so much pedigree in the pack and you mm. finish fifth, that's yeah. That's, that's no, he did it. He did. He did good. As I said, just to finish that race is an achievement, man. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you. Is that because you went down the pit? Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately that was practice one. We ended up finishing fourth. So. Okay, great. <laughs> right. Let's have a little bit of fun. You know, Richard knows I like my games. Mm. I'm very games orientated. When we don't have a race, I go, right, come on, what are we <laughs> doing? Brilliant. And I'll tell you exactly what we're doing today. Uh, we are going to mix up the Formula One team. So I have two very high budget bowls here. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> one of the bowls has uh, all 10 cars and the other bowl has all 20 drivers. And so we're going to be pulling out a name, for example, Logan Sargent, pulling out a car, could be the Mercedes, and then pulling out another name, uh, Max Verstappen, and another car, the McLaren, and then arguing who would win over the course of a season, driver and okay. in a random car. So I tell you what, uh, Jamie, why don't you take the drivers, pull out a driver, oh. I'll pull out a, uh, a car. So our first combination today is, who have you got? Very, very general. Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz, and I've got the Alpine. So who's going to win out of Carlos Sainz and Alpine? Richard, why don't you take the other name out? Carlos Sainz and an Alpine versus... Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, Daniel Ricciardo in a Red Bull. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So <clears throat> open discussion, go. Initial thoughts. I mean... We, we kind of already have a good idea of what Ricardo's like in a Red Bull. Yeah, and also the fact that he knows that team and that car and yeah. they know him. He'd be able to extract he'd be able to extract more performance out of that car than most people jumping into it the first and time. And the Alpine isn't necessarily the high-end sports car that they no. would have you believe no. it to be. Yeah. Um, Science is a competent driver, yeah. but I think Ricardo's edging him every race. I and just think. remember, Science has actually driven for that team as well yeah. before in his Renault guys. Yes, um, yeah. And so he knows it. But yeah, the, Ricardo, you got to go with him all day. Yeah. I think. Ricardo in a Red Bull. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty, <laughs> that's a it's a pretty, pretty good combo. Bet. Yeah, yeah. I, th I, I think it's difficult to put any with when the Red Bull comes out. It's difficult with any driver really to to mm. argue that they well, wouldn't win in it we, across we a season. George Russell in a Mercedes argument that we had a few years back like you took legitimate backrunner and put them in the title car mm. and you kind of already get that answer yeah. so I mean I, I don't want to sort of naysay that it's always the car but 
you could put a lot of backrunners in Verstappen's car, yeah, and you'd probably get the same result. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Not, not being too pessimistic, <laughs> there, but, but the Red Bull is a rocket ship, yeah. so you know. All right, so uh, let's let's keep Carlos and Ricardo out, but yep. I'll put the cars back in, so we might see the cars again. Give me another driver, Jamie. Who we got? <laughs> we have got Yuki Tsunoda. Okay, Yuki Tsunoda in a has. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's not gonna. Can like, you imagine pretty... the radio messages about the deck? <laughs> <laughs> or Richard, give us another driver. We got. Uh, Joe Guan Yu. Joe Guan Yu in a McLaren. Uh, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's Joe. Joe all day long. Yeah. It's got to be. When, if it was the McLaren of early in the season, oh, yes. it might be another conversation. No, no, that would be a very different in conversation. In this McLaren. In this current guy. Yes. Yeah. And I think, as, as we said, you know, I think Joe is, I think he's just in a bit, he's a bit boring in that yep. he's not spectacular with his driving and Bottas as I said it on the last podcast I said that's the most boring driver lineup you could ever have because they just get on with their and job a team in a really professional <laughs> way and you know I think Joe competing against Bottas who we saw how good he was against one of the greatest of all time and I think that Joe is doing a very very good job yeah. and I think it's just because he's just doing it so professionally and getting on with it I mean the only exciting thing about Joe at the minute is his fashion sense on a Thursday I think so yeah. everything else he just gets on with it <laughs> but that, that's kind of testament to a, a good Formula 1 driver exactly. you've got nothing to say about him yeah, like, exactly. he's just a good Formula 1 I, I, I would have been when there was talk about him losing his seat for this year I, would, I think that would have been uh, really really unjustified if I think both happened. him and Yuki you can sort of push that yeah. they're both competent drivers and yeah they, they they stay out of the wall more than most. Yeah, you've only got to look at Logan Sargent. This exactly. Year. No, I'm uh, I, I'm a big fan of Joe. Very yeah. big fan of him. Yeah, I think I think Joe takes Yuki on that one. Yeah, yeah I think it's again. Also, but, I mean the the Hass is not the the competitive car that you want it to be. No, particularly <laughs> on the, the the races that go a bit longer. It doesn't quite land the same way. I would love to have the radio of yeah. Magnussen and Yuki. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be entertain, <laughs> entertainment. Be best. If I had them on a test day, I would just have the radio so they could talk to each other as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of what you want, isn't it? There's no third party, just driver to driver. <laughs> uh, give me another driver. All right. We have got... Ah, uh, there we go. K-Mags. Kevin Magnussen in an... Aston Martin. Mm. I like that. Versus. That is an interesting one, actually. Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, it can't happen. Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen <laughs> in a. Williams. This could be interesting. Williams. Oh, it is an interesting one, that. Okay. Kevin Magnussen. That is actually Aston... a very interesting one because Albin's getting some serious results out of that Williams. That's leveled it up. Yeah, quite... that's tricky. So let's, let's confirm that. So Kevin Magnussen in an Aston Martin versus Max Verstappen in a Williams across a season. Who gets more points? I'm going to have to go Max, I think. Barely. Ba the only reason I'm going to go Max, he makes me less mistakes than Magnussen. Yeah. K-Mags does like the back mm. of people's cars. So... <laughs> <laughs> Or finding that extra spin in a yeah. lap somewhere. I, but. I think a track like Monza, mm. Max Max in a Williams would yeah. maybe even get on the podium or something, yes. right? He'd do really well. But then you go places, and Same we're talking point. about the, the the course of a season. You go places like Monaco, for example. Mm. The Aston Martin came. I could put quite an uh, good yeah. performance in the I Aston think, Martin. I think in, in terms of pure pace, that uh, they'd be very even. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe even Magnussen a touch ahead because the Aston, depending on what guys it's in, but it's a it's a very competitive car. We mm. saw that with Alonso. The Aston that Alonso. Drives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not the strong one. We need to check, no, the, no, no. check the chassis numbers, yeah. <laughs> but I think that the uh, 
as I said, I think K-Mag K will just make too many yeah. mistakes over a season versus Max. It's one thing that Max has really ironed out of his driving style. You know, yeah, the attrition rate yeah. with Max over the course of a season is, is steadily getting less and less and less. Exactly. He's, he's, I think we've got to a point now with Verstappen where he will take the runoff rather than the collision. Yeah. Um, whereas Which the hot-headed past, Max yeah. of years, yeah. he would happily have, no, this is all or nothing, we'll take the collision. Yeah. Whereas now, take the runoff, go fight for it again on the next turn. Mm. Yeah. So you're to confirm it. Which way are you going on this, Max? Max, barely. Max in the Williams barely. just does Kevin just. Magnussen in the Aston. Mo yeah. Mostly just. because of your point that Albon has got a lot out of that Williams. Actually, that was Richard's point, no. but I'll take the credit for it. I'll take the <laughs> whoever said it. <laughs> I got a motorsport brain. <laughs> I won Le Mans. <laughs> Again, that is another example of us only picking one driver from a team that's getting something out of a car as well yeah, but, yeah. I mean those two teams you couldn't you know the, the Stroll and Sargent look like they're in a different category sometimes mm. to Alonso and yeah. Albon yeah. no I, I mean just before we move on because the Lance Stroll beating seems like to be on every podcast mm. but it is an example of like Sebastian Vettel and then Fernando Alonso it's not exactly the best run of teammates to have if you're meant yeah. to be you know the the key driver as it were oh, you feel yeah you feel sorry for people like that you know like I, I, there's a there's a website which has listed the worst Formula 1 drivers uh, of all time and one of them on cruel. there cruel yeah, it is so cruel and one of them on there is actually a good buddy of mine called Alex Young who I do quite a bit of work with now and he was at Minardi in 2001 and 2002 and Alex is actually you know he's been very competent he's won races in A1 GP against you know Hulkenberg and Verstappen and people and Jos Verstappen and people like that mm. and he's won a lot of GT championships as well a very very competent driver um, but you know you felt a bit sorry for him because apart from a few issues his teammates were Mark Webber and Fernando Alonso <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh, what are you expecting? <laughs> you feel a bit sorry for him, you know. It's when tough. you look at some of the other people who have gone through Minardi, he's probably yeah. got the two greatest Minardi drivers of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. And that, especially with those teams like Minardi, like Manor, where they're like the breeding ground a lot exactly. of the time. It's very hard for you it's to go. Very tough. And yeah, you see, yeah, Stroll. Yeah, he is. You, you do have to feel sorry for him in that respect that he is up against two I think if serious drivers. If his dad didn't have his heart set on my son will be a motorsport champion. Mm. I think it would be a lot easier for mm. him. Yeah. Because genuinely, I think Lawrence would let him go somewhere else. I, I, yeah, I'm sure he would. He, he, I mean, Lance could probably do a great job in a Alpha Tauri or an Alpha Romeo. Do you think? Yeah, I genuinely do. I mean, he did do a bad job in T the Williams. Remember yeah. that, yeah? Yeah. He so was pretty good in that. In, in saying that, I mean, if he's t the pressure is taken off him that it's his dad's company and it's yeah. his dad's team and all that sort of stuff and I have to be a champion and actually progress as a driver instead of being forced down an avenue that might not be for another two, three years. Mm. Because bear in mind, we're talking about drivers as if they're not good drivers. Like these are still the elite of I the mean, elite. I mean, course. you know, Lance Stroll, he was still he was still European Formula Three champion. Exactly. You know, and he went straight from Formula Three into Formula One. Which yeah. is a big jump. It's a huge, you, huge if jump. If you're not doing the F2 especially stuff. The, especially that guy's a Formula Three car as well. The ones that he drove only had about 230 horsepower and they're like, hey, here's a hybrid Formula One car with a yeah. thousand horsepower. Yes. Have fun. <laughs> a little bit different. I mean, yes. even sort of drivers from F2 like Drogovic and guys of that ilk mm. that you go that's a big jump for them and yeah, they, absolutely. They, they're driving cars that are more akin I mean I spoke to I spoke to Marcus Ericsson um, a few years ago and um, I asked him uh, you know it was, I was doing a Formula 3 test and he was getting ready for his Formula 1 gig and um, I said to him what's it like driving an F1 car and he said the jump from GP2 to F1 is way bigger than the jump from F3 to GP2 yeah, way wow. way bigger in terms of the car feeling and you know, even when I went into Super Formula, Japan's version of F one, mm. that from F three, that was 
that was a huge. They say that's as close to F1 as you can get. Right? Oh yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, I mean, the, the quickest time I ever did at Fuji was three seconds off Hamilton's pole time from the 2008 race. Yeah. I think my my wow. qualifying time from Suzuka. Uh, was two seconds quicker than the fastest lap of the F1 race of the same year. I yeah, mean, they're crazy fast. That's, that's, yeah. really, that's why a lot of the guys, like Liam Lawson, Liam that's Lawson, where he's exactly, been doing That's stuff. exactly what he's been doing this year, you know. Yeah. And that's why that, that that doesn't have that rookie curse that a lot of other drivers mm. have had because he's had mm. that breathing ground and that treatment. Exactly. Well, we might get him in a minute. So let's, have a, let's pull out another couple of drivers. Who have you got? Esteban Ocon. Esteban Ocon in an oh, Alfa Romeo. Blimey. Okay. okay. Versus. Talk of the devil, Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll <laughs> in a McLaren. Oh. So That's... Ocon in an Alfa Romeo versus Lance Stroll in a McLaren. Again, Which we're talking about McLaren? the McLaren. This <laughs> McLaren as it is today. Yes. Over the course of a season. The one that is finishing second and third. I'm going to go for Stroll. Yeah, it has to, given the fact that I've just not beat down on Lance Stroll. Um. <laughs> I'm going to go for Stroll because one of the same things, I think it would be very, very close, but Stroll is more consistent than Ocon is. Um, yeah. Not as hot-headed as well. Not as hot-headed, yeah. Unless yeah. it's your personal trainer. That's some, some <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I thought, you know, when, when you saw that, I, I kind of, I mean, that's just kind of emotion. You know, you've, you seen, you've seen substitutes in football do it and nobody yeah. makes a big deal out of that. You know, people, people are allowed to be angry. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I talk about the golden era a lot and Schumacher making his way to the McLaren yeah. pit lane. In you know, 90, that, yeah, Spa in 98, yeah. Like, there, there are perfect, and you, you can't, and Alonso said it the other day, you don't want to sanitise the fact that you're Formula 1 drivers yeah our personalities exactly like I, it's it's, pu it's fueled on adrenaline yeah he had a bad session i think and he's allowed to react he's a human being it's quite normal and as i said we see it in every single sport it's very normal but no i think that i think that stroll would would, would get that ocon if he's in a different car would yeah. challenge more but but you know, i also for a but this i i want the stroll with the form that he was on at the beginning of the year yeah. i don't want the stroll that i've got now not the stroll who hasn't scored any points since the, the summer break came yeah. over you know yeah i want yeah. the one that we had in bahrain who still performed with that injury the one we had in Jeddah, you know where he was decent well, yeah, not I mean, on with wrist level. fractures and you're still performing exactly that, that, that's huge and i think this season has sort of beaten the life out of him competitively a little bit yeah. and he's sort of like resigned himself to I'm not as good as Fernando which is I mean half the field are not as good as Fernando yeah, yeah. so no, yeah. I'd say more than, more more than half than, more yeah, than. definitely yeah. give me another driver another driver we have got I'm trying not to shiver, <laughs> trying to shiver. <laughs> we're not going to talk about how cold <laughs> it is how cold it is <laughs> uh, your friend of mine Sergio Perez Sergio Perez in a Ferrari alright okay Nico Hulkenberg Nico Hulkenberg in a Aston Martin. Oh. You've got to go for Perez there in the Ferrari, surely. Oh. Which Perez am I getting? Are we getting Perez we now getting, or Perez, uh, Perez start of the today? season? Ah. No, no, it's no, it's Hulkenberg. It's, it's, Hulkenberg. it's Hulkenberg. So you think Hulkenberg and Aston Martin would do a better job than Perez? And which Aston is it? Today's Aston. Today's Aston. It's very even. It's very even. Over a season as well. <laughs> this, like is, this is way more even than I this thought is, it was yeah. going to be. <laughs> what does that say about Sergio Perez? That we're, we're saying in a, at the minute, a slower car, Nico Hulkenberg would do a better job than him. Over the course but, of a season, I think. But Hulkenberg hasn't been getting enough credit for how good a job he's yes. been doing. You know, Magnus, Because he's in the mid-range car that no one's Exactly. Magnussen is a known quantity in Formula 1 and he's, you know, he's consistently and beating him. He's, he's essentially a super sub as well. Yeah. Like, he wasn't meant to have this seat. He's not meant he, to have exactly. been Exactly. And you know, Nico Hulkenberg, you look at his junior career, the guy's won everything. Yes. You know, he, he's, and he put, the, he put a Williams on pole. The only, you know, <laughs> 
<laughs> the only reason he didn't continue in his seat after that was because Maldonado came along with with, with yeah. Venezuela. Um, <laughs> All of Venezuela. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the um, I was really torn on this. What, what <laughs> it's hard. Isn't I I I think I think Sergio Perez in a Ferrari would do a better job than Nico Hulkenberg in an Aston Martin over the course of a season. I do. Yeah, but that's the problem with Perez though this year. He's been so up and down. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, we're not giving Hulkenberg the credence of the fact that he's got, he, he's got very few DNFs. He's not, yeah. he's not going into the back of people. He can actually race. He's just in an underpowered car. So put him in the Aston Martin. Yeah, he's just in a degradation. Special. And also, you, you would probably get a better teamwork from Alonso and Hulkenberg as well you'd probably get two cars working together and do you remember what we've been saying about doing the basics right and yeah, Perez hasn't phrase. been doing his basics well what's the one thing that Hulkenberg can do with a car which has All that much depth? he can just qualify it well and every single time he does the job and he really has out qualified people that he has no right to out he would put the Aston Martin in Q3 every time every single time and that's exactly what you want I, I, I would over the course of a season I'm sure Perez it's the sort of thing where Perez would probably win more races or finish ahead of uh, Hulkenberg more but Hulkenberg will just consistently go bang, 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 yeah. and it'll get more points over a season. Very, yeah. very interesting. Give me another couple of drivers. Who you got? Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas in. Oh, the Merc. Oh, okay. In his old oh, Mercedes. This, well, the, this, this year's is, Mercedes. But this year's Mercedes. Oh, this could be very jazzy. We've got Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso in. An Alpine. I. It's, it's got to be Valtteri. It's Valtteri, hundred percent. There's no question. Just because the Mercedes is the consistency, uh, yeah. and also we've seen what Valtteri does in that team. He does a good job. You know, he was never he was never bad in that Merc. Yeah. He wasn't a bad teammate. No. He knew he knew his place and he did it very yeah. well. Yeah, to be honest, and he literally said it himself. If Merc offered me some job security, then he would have still been at Merc. Yeah, I tell you what, I was thinking this week because there's always there's been so many rumblings about is Sergio Perez going to be driving in 2024, right? And then people go, okay, well, who would his replacement be? Valtteri Bottas. Correct. That is a Correct. made. Valtteri Bottas yeah. doesn't mind being a number two driver. Yeah. Our favourite quote, or your favourite quote mm. that you've told me a few times this season, he never missed out on Q3 in the Mercedes. Yeah. That's all he needs to do in yeah. that Red Bull exactly. is back that, it up. He's the dream a, yeah, number player, two to Max easy. Verstappen. And that's better support than what Verstappen is getting. And also the other thing for Red Bull as a brand as well, he's actually very, very good because you actually see what he does with his lifestyle with the sort of extreme crazy stuff the Finnish do. You know, yeah. the, the random naked postings in a pond, yeah. the, the, the I mean, cycling he, that he does. He's the Kimi Raikkonen. I mean, he, he competed yeah. in the, I think it was a European mountain bike championships a few weeks ago. <laughs> Just because he can. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And, and it, he's got a mullet and a moustache. I mean, who doesn't love him? Exactly. He's, got, he's got Red Bull marketing all over. Yeah. You know. he, he's like a Scandinavian Danny Ricard. I'd love like, to yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, 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 I don't think it'll happen. I think I, I think it, it'll be Ricardo just walking. It, it, it would but, it would be Ricardo. Um, but Valtteri Bottas is a great show. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Let's go quick fire for the last couple. Oscar Here we Piastri. go. Piastri in a Aston versus mm. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton in a Alpha Tauri. Oh, it's Oscar. Oscar, yeah. It's Oscar, Oscar just Oscar, because yeah. of the car. Yeah, like and Oscar's but, performing. But now. The yeah. Aston Martin isn't that quick at the minute. No, but Oscar but is. It, and it's faster than Alpha Tower. Yeah, and I think honestly, oh. right now, I think I think Oscar's probably at this in the current form. We're talking about form lately. Yeah, I think the Piastri is faster than Lewis. This right isn't now. Lewis of three years. Say ago, that either. again, Richard. In I'm going current, to scream. In current form, I'm not saying overall. I'm saying in current form, 
I think that Oscar Piastri is driving faster than Lewis Hamilton is right now. Yeah. In current form. We, and then we'll get to Texas. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. By 17. The, the gust of wind will come for Oscar. The dust that. and the wind and that'll be it. Oh, God. In current form. In current Where form, going, absolutely he is. I can't... I, I, oh. We've already had a Lewis Hamilton argument this week. So. <laughs> I struggle so much with recency bias. Yeah, but what, but what, what I was going to talk about current form. What but can you go on? I mean, Lewis, I, I think in uh, in Qatar he didn't do anything special in terms of qualifying in the sprints, whereas also, Oscar was mega. Also, are you not saying that the Aston is better than the Alpha? Yeah. Yes, the Aston the Aston is better than the uh, is it uh, the, the Alpha Tower? Yeah, 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 absolutely. They need to. And um, our most recent new winner in Formula One racing is in the form of his life. Yes. So, All right, I'm yeah, not going to fight you anymore <laughs> before this gets physical. All right, give Charles me another Leclerc. one. Charles Leclerc in a Ferrari. Oh, okay. In his oh. actual car. Alex Albon. Alex Albon in a Haas. Okay, that okay, one's easy. Yeah. Charles yeah. Leclerc, I think we're going for there. <laughs> I love you, Albon. So, sorry, Alex. Sorry, mate. <laughs> All right, this is... I'm losing dexterity. What's going on? How many you got left? Uh, two. Two. Nice. After this. All right, we've got Lando. Lando in a Red Bull. It's going to take so a that's hell ne- of a lot of so beating. Lando next season. Yeah. <laughs> George Russell. Against George Russell in a Ferrari. Mm. I mean, I'm going Lando you personally in the Lando. Red Bull. The, 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 the Red Bull is a rocket ship, and then he's going to be a more consistent finisher than Sergio has been this year. We'd have a closer first and second if Lando was in a Red Bull. And I Red think Bull won't screw up the pit stops. No. Yeah, that's nice. No. Thanks very much, Richard. <laughs> Sorry, I also mate. think Lando's a better driver than George, just putting that one out there. One of yeah. the outstanding performers of this season, Logan Sargent. <laughs> Logan Sargent in an in an Alpha Tori. <laughs> oh, I think we know where this one's going. Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly in an Alpha Romeo. Uh probably Pierre it's Gasly. Gotta Gasly yeah. It's gotta be Gasly. As much as he's had a rough time of it, Pierre yeah. Gasly, like the it, it's still the car's good enough and he's good yeah. enough. And yeah, Logan Sargent um, so not mean, having fun. I mean, Logan's magnet that gets attracted to every tire wall is kind of a problem. <laughs> is he there next year? No, he's not. I mean, still unconfirmed. Yeah, but you've got 19 drivers that are confirmed. Is, does that not say it all? And really? you've also got probably six and a half thousand of them who want his seat. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, I can't see him being there. Th- next there year. are, uh, and I don't. And I think that the annoying thing is, is I, I think he's good enough yes. to be there, and I think he's proven many, many times that he's good enough to be there. But you know, he, he's just—it's just not going to happen. There are so many, either test drivers, number threes, or backup Ian drivers. Lawson. Yes, <laughs> that, that would would have done a better better yeah. performance this year. And you've only got to look at Nick De Vries not getting long enough. And it, across the board, if you cannot perform within the first five ten races, I'm, I'm quite surprised that he's got as long as he has. He's, he's been quite lucky in that sense. Mm. And I think the the delta because Albon's had such a good season yes. it sh- it shows the he's extracting other- ev- he also i think to, just to just to sort of defend Logan for a second he's had all the upgrades Al- Albon has had all the upgrades course, yeah. and Logan hasn't had all oh, so the well, his car is slower keep digging them out of tires there's a i mean the, the, there's a lot this is Correct. the other thing with formula 1 there's a lot we don't know that goes on mm. behind the scenes i go back to that previous story about uh, about Alex Young being teammates with Fernando Alonso and uh, and Mark Webber well 
Minardi had uh, had no budget that year, so mm. only one car could afford power steering. So Alex Jung never had power steering when he was in Formula One, Madness. and no one knows about that. That's you know? mad. And that's that's obviously it's not the same situation with Williams. There's much more healthier than, 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 than <coughs> Minardi, but the um, yeah, I can't see him there next year. I feel bad for him, but it's just reality. Yeah. Well, look, I think that feels like a natural place to wrap it up. Thanks for playing my game. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> yes, yeah, it was interesting. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, we are going to leave it there, but we've got a lot more coming for you in the coming weeks. And of course, we'll be covering everything that goes on in the second Grand Prix uh, in America this season back to the United States. So stick with us. We are on track GP. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate your time and we'll see you very soon. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.